Yes, you are uh, tuned into the Quick Pop Podcast. This is uh, your champ, Jake. Yes, that is a seven-time Quick Pop champion, the longest reign champion in the Quick Pop modern era. Uh, and I am joined by um, the former champion, the biggest loser, the face that disgraces the place. Ace, how are you doing? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's not throw around this whole biggest loser. I feel like there is a biggest loser out there. Uh, we won't get into it, but it's somebody who hasn't won a title in a very, very long time. Uh, but we won't get into that. So let's not go around like, you know, throwing around those words like biggest loser when there exists bigger losers. I'm just the most recent loser. That's all. I mean, whatever helps you sleep at night. Uh, it do- well, yeah. I mean, that does specifically help me sleep at night. So thank you for that. Um, no problem. <laughs> how's um, it going, man? Like, I mean, it is um, uh, being a champion is great. Uh, I hate the way I won it because uh, I'm not sure if anyone knows this, but um, you know, maybe if you're tuning in for the first time or you haven't listened to a few episodes, uh, I'm in North Carolina. Um, yeah, I'm lost in the woods. Um, and because I'm lost in the woods in North Carolina, uh, for the last week, mind you, uh, the next time that you hear my melodious uh, voice on this podcast, I will finally be back <laughs> where I belong. Um, but yeah, because of all that, I had a snafu, uh, some internet malfunctions, some uh, Roku mishaps, and uh, didn't see all of money in the bank. I was trying to catch up today before the podcast. Uh, spoiler alert, didn't make it, Ace. Didn't That's make okay. it. That's okay. I, I know will be there to guide you through that journey. I thank you, Ace. I just just take my hand and you lead the way. Um, yeah, that's. I understand my role in life, and it's to suffer for others by watching the stuff that they don't like. So, so if it, just to warn you guys, whenever we get to Money in the Bank, if Ace is like talking about Smash and like, yeah, and they did this, they did this, and you just me go, oh, that sounds cool. That's because I did not. Uh, was not able to watch the match because I know many of you uh, listening to this probably like, oh yeah, no, Peacock messed up on on me too. No, no, no. See, Peacock messed up on everyone right before the men's money to be match. My uh, Roku slash internet messed up on me halfway through the women's ladder match and then returned to buffer every five minutes for the tag match and then never worked again for me. So I, uh, like I said, I was uh, catching so, up. Uh, did so not make get, it. We don't give you a bad, a bad overall. Let's start with what you did watch, because I know there you you weren't completely out of the wrestling loop this week. Uh, I was not. So I once again I can't watch anything live how I am because of this stuff. But there's a, a beautiful thing, Ace. Uh, it is called the internet. And if you type words into this bar that searches things for you, you can find stuff. And so I made sure 
to search out and find uh, AEW Dynamite for this week. Um, great week. Um, fans being back. Oh, we need this. We need, like, anyone that says, like, oh, I liked it better without fans, I really think you're lying to yourself. And there was aspects that might have been better or just as good or something, but just having fans there just creates this energy and this atmosphere that just makes things feel bigger. And the mid-vent of that dynamite was Darby Allen and all ego Ethan Page in a coffin match. And uh, it was very, very good, very fun match. And I love that AEW adopted the coffin match idea from Lucha Underground, because whereas I like WWE's casket match, how they like wheel out this huge casket. It's all, it's like elevated to be beside the ring type thing, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. It just feels boring. And I loved the aesthetic and the way that they do it. Because like Lucha Underground did the same thing where you get a casket and you just lay that on the ground. So it's like, if you're in the ring and somebody keeps you out of the ring, you're actually rolling and actually like dropping into the casket, rather as rolling from the ring into something that's even with the ring. I just think the yeah. aesthetic's better. I think it makes it look better. Um, get the ending of the match with a Darby, like put him in the casket, then climb onto the top rope and jumped off the top rope and did a coffin drop through the casket onto Ethan Page was flipping crazy. Um, uh, involving Sting and Scorpion Sky. It was just, it was, not a five-star wrestling match, but it was like a huge, like, uh, as some people would say, gaga match, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it had all the bells and whistles. Um, It was just a lot of fun. And man, having crowds back, like, I I really like Darby. This was the week of crowds coming back for a lot of things. It was. But like, I've always liked Darby Allen, but man, having that crowd back, it's like, oh, I forgot that Darby Allen is like mega over. Like, if if the next pay per view they decide to give Darby Allen the main event uh, shot at the heavyweight title, would be like, no, nah, that makes sense. That tracks. Like, this dude is super over right now with that audience. Um, but yeah, just AEW this week I think was a lot of fun. And dude, them building Kenny and uh, Hangman. Um, dude, as as far as AEW fans, that rivalry and the build to this match that will probably happen at All Outs, um, man, these their fans are ready for that match. Their fans are ravenous for that match. Like that match, I almost feel like from a crowd standpoint, maybe one of the craziest matches. Uh, AEW has ever done from a crowd standpoint. Just from the fact that that entire crowd in Chicago is like going to be there to see Hangman win the title. And Mm -hmm. if Hangman wins, that place is going to explode. If he loses, that place is also going to explode and Kenny is going to feel like a mega heel. So I I can't wait to see that as well. But anyway, but yeah, the the, uh, Coffin match, I just thought the way AEW did it, doing a match that uh, 
people, you know, look at the casual fan looks at and it's like, oh, that's the Undertaker's match. That's a WWE staple match. Like, I like that they took the Lucha Underground approach and tried to make it different or make it different from WWE. So it's like it doesn't feel like it's a ripoff. Um, yeah, so we, yeah, that's how the week started. You know, Friday night SmackDown had crowds, nothing really big happened. It was the go home show, but I mean, you know, that happened. And then we got to Saturday and and here it is, Ace, your favorites. Impact Wrestling had a pay-per-view and it was TNA, or I almost said TNA, uh, it's Impact. Um, before before we step foot on this, how do you feel about Impact Wrestling? Uh, take it or leave it. That's what I, that's what I thought. Now, me and you have had conversations about Impact Wrestling, and especially Impact Wrestling's dealings with AEW. Um, Ace, how do you feel about their their dealings with AEW? I feel it's very one sided. Okay. How so? I I personally feel like, and I mean, remember that it's, I'm apparently the biggest uh, WWE smart in the universe, but you know, yeah, that with a grain of salt. Uh, I, as somebody who still does want to see promotions succeed, I just personally see AEW getting a lot more out of that, like, that partnership that they have than impact is i mean for god's sake 90 percent of the time uh they uh they definitely like advertise they advertise aw on impact a lot but aw does not often advertise impact like it doesn't go both ways i guess is what i would say um um, and maybe I'm wrong because I've seen I've I've haven't I'm not super caught up on everything, but and whereas I do agree with you uh, in that instance, uh, but AEW is right at this moment the bigger company, so like the bigger company I, I think should get more out of it, kind of like how ROH and New Japan uh, had a dealing, and ROH would uh, you know pimp and promote uh, New Japan. Japan didn't really promote ROH except for one of their biggest of shows, you know? Um, but I get what you're saying. And I agree with you to a point. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is a cliffhanger that we will get to later. Um, so, uh, uh, in our Slammiversary, um, I'll hit highlights until I hit like the main parts. Because in all honesty, it was a pretty good pay-per-view. Um, uh, they, Open with a crazy X Division match that had some spots I've never seen before. They had a spot where a dude was. Do you know? Uh, do you know of the X Division match? Ace, do you know what the, the gimmick of the match is? The X Division. <laughs> I'm trying to yeah. remember. I feel like I used to remember that. Yes, yeah, the Ultimate X. Basically, what it is is it's like a ladder match without a ladder. So they put pillars on all four ring posts. Then they have basically wrestling ropes that are connected into an X. And they hang the title on that X. So you have yeah, to yeah, find yeah. the. I remember that uh, from TNA days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had a, I think it was a four-way Ultimate X match. But dude, they had this one move I have never seen. It was 
flipping crazy. They had, so two dudes were fighting and one dude had a dude on his shoulders, right? While yeah. another dude was climbing. So then the uh, other dudes in the shoulders were kind of like backed up to the guy that was climbing. And then the guy that was climbing basically let go of the ropes and did a Canadian destroyer to the dude on, to the guy on the uh, guy's shoulders. Hmm. So literally, one guy's hanging hanging in the air, one dude's on the dude's shoulders, the guy hanging in the air to the dude on the shoulders just falls and gr- like grabs him with his legs and then does like a flip and does a Canadian destroyer. It was one of the sickest things I've ever seen. Um, just pure crazy. Um, so as we move forward, they under and over delivered. Um, so, like uh, Matt Cordona, aka Zack Ryder, is going to have a mystery partner in a mixed tag match. Oh, surprise! It's his fiance, Chelsea Green, and she's dressed as a hot mess. Right? Not a surprise. Um, it is interesting because she just showed up in ROH to be in the women's tournament. So I would guess that ROH may have worked something out with her where she's going to be on both shows. Um, Because I don't think either company is so big right now that they would have her with an exclusive contract. Um, So she she may be sticking around in Impact. Uh, And just also doing at least this tournament with ROH, maybe bouncing back and forth. Unclear. So there's that. Um, Uh... But Diana Preza had a mystery opponent, and it ended up being Thunder Rosa. A great match. Um, the problem I had with it is this. It is a great match, um, but you hyped up like a mystery opponent, which makes people think, oh, it's somebody new coming to Impact. But we all know Thunder Rosa is, is AEW. I mean, she's also an mm-hmm. NWA, but she's an AEW person. So... It was weird that they picked it, well it was weird that they kept it a mystery because if you were going to have it as thunder rosa from AEW jumping over and challenging for the impact title why wouldn't two weeks ago whenever they announced that's a mystery opponent why wouldn't they just say it's thunder rosa and hype up yeah, that, like- oh, and hype up oh AEW's thunder rosa is jumping over to to impact to challenge for the title you know yeah like because that, that goes back to that, like, one's not advertising the other. Yeah, and, like, to me, um, like, that would have made more sense than say it would be a mystery. Because when they said mystery, I immediately thought, oh, it was, it's going to be, like, one of the Iconics or uh, something like that, you know? Um, or mm-hmm. that, like, uh, how Chelsea Green was uh, in that mixed tag match. Well, instead of doing that, have Chelsea Green face her because then whether she wins or loses it's like oh well chelsea green may actually have signed with impact so she may win when you say it's thunder rosa yeah you get a good match but most likely thunder rosa isn't winning and then two thunder rosa um isn't sticking around you know so it's like yeah i guess i mean it was a good match it was a surprise but it's just one of those things that it's like but it doesn't do anything moving forward. And to me, like when you have a surprise, I mean, I guess, you know, people may have bought the pay-per-view to try to see who all these surprises were. Um, yeah. But I feel like you need some of the surprises to move something forward within your company. 
Um, and I just felt like that didn't do that. It was a great match. And maybe I'm, over, you know what? Maybe I'm overthinking it. I just, I think it was a weird booking. And if I was them two weeks ago, I just would have announced that Thunder Roses from AEW is coming over to challenge for the title. And then you have the hype up that someone from AEW is coming over. Oh, Kenny's already, already uh, your, your uh, world champion. Now uh, a woman from AEW is coming over. What, what what the heck's up with this? You know, like, I mean, you didn't have to say like, oh, AEW's invading type thing, but you know, like kind of twist it that way with, with the, oh, Don Callis is just letting AEW just freaking come over here and take title shots, you know? Like, I don't know. I would have did something like that instead of just being like, oh, it's a surprise. Um, but that's just me. Could Fantastic. You imagined, could you imagine if a woman did come uh, and took the impact title, and it just gets worse and worse. See, see, here's the thing: is you say it's getting worse and worse. I do not think Kenny holding the impact title diminishes that company at all. I mean, I could see it both ways because, like, it's it's technically quote unquote free advertisement for Impact. Um, yes. But by the same token, like your your grand aspiration title, the thing that, you know, quote unquote, should be the the brass ring of getting it in your company. And <laughs> it's it's not even like on your show. It's not even something that, you know, it is on their show. Kenny shows up on their show. Yes, Kenny shows up on your show. I mean, but the McDonald's guy shows up to my house. It doesn't mean that I, you know, have a relationship with McDonald's. I, I, I am not trying to compare uh, Kenny to Hulk Hogan, but I'm going to use this example. It would be like, dude, if back in the day, um, if there was uh, a small company outside of WWF and WCW, right? And Hulk Hogan was the WWF champion. And they're like, and Vince was cool with it. And they're like, okay, hey, Hulk's going to come here and win our title. And then like wear it on your show. And he's just going to pop into our show every once in a while and just, you know, give his whole brother thing and be our champion. You would do that in a heartbeat. So if your impact and AEW is like, oh, hey, um, why don't you like Kenny Omega, one of the guys that's considered one of the best wrestlers right now of this generation, win your title. And then we'll let him pop in and out of your show, uh, wrestle at pay-per-views. Yeah, you're going to do that because I understand people are like, oh, Impact ratings are still in the dump, blah, blah, blah. Listen, if you're Impact and you're trying to get better ratings, more viewers, whatever, having Kenny Omega as your champion is the best move you can do. It just is. So. I'm I'm still torn because like, you're like I understand what you're saying, and there's definitely a lot correct about what you're saying. I just I don't know. Like it, it kind of goes back to when uh, <laughs> who was it? There was some uh, I think it was like Bella Ray Dudley or whatever. It was like uh, felt he said it felt like uh, disrespected because they didn't even wear or he didn't even like carry the title. He had somebody else carry it. It's similar to that in that vein of like, yeah, I got your title, but it's not even what I worry about. 
I don't think that that's disrespectful. Dude, um, there have been champions in the past that have managers. When they ever do like their promo, they hand the title to like their manager. They're like, hold this. And then they cut a promo. It's like, it, it, it's not being like, oh, he's disrespecting the title. It's like, listen, if you think Kenny Omega giving Nakazawa the title to hold around is disrespectful, but no one said anything about when Naito was uh, Intercontinental Champion in New Japan and literally just threw that title around and actually broke some of the side plates because he was just throwing that title like he didn't even care about it because that was his character. It's like, listen, people, if, if you're going to take wrestling that serious and not realize that this is a TV show, I, I, listen, I don't know what to tell you. You're, you're going to have a hard time getting through life. Um, anyway, um, so then after that match, another return happened and Mickey James came out, right? Once again, pool, Mickey James is there. This is my problem. Mickey James uh, is. Right now, everyone knows she went through, well, a lot of people should know. She showed up at NWA and announced that she wants to book an all-women's pay-per-view for NWA. And mm -hmm. that um, the weekend of NWA's 73rd anniversary, the night before that, they're doing NWA, uh, 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 is it Empowered? <laughs> Empowered. Empowered. Empowered, like women empowerment. Um mm -hmm. Uh, that's an all-women's pay-per-view. So Mickey James showing up in TNA A is my same kind of problem as it's like, she she's not joining the roster. She's there because it, it seems that since she showed up and said something to Deanna Pereza, she's probably hyping up her versus Deanna at NWA Empowered um, for the Impact title. But it's like, they're just going to use her on impact to help promote NWA. And how can I say this? It is awesome what they are doing. Like, I love that, that every company, but WWE is like, Hey, let's go back to the territory days where like, we all have our main stars, but we let people borrow some of our champions from time to time. Right. I think this mm -hmm. is awesome. I think going back to that is amazing for wrestling, right? So I want to say as a whole, what I am saying is I just felt that since Impact was kind of like teasing, they, listen, they basically teased like they had signed some people, right? And they haven't. They basically just made deals with AEW and NWA and ROH or whatever to let them borrow people. Yeah, and I mean, it's like, it's good if you want to hype, but like, if people start figuring out that you're like, yeah, yeah, come see who we signed, and then it's like, guest starring, and that's it. And it's like, no, that's not signed. Like, you drew me in under false pretenses. Here's the thing, and here's where I draw the line, and I've, I've started to now, now, I disagree with you, Ace. Here's the thing. I feel like every company now, because there's so many wrestling companies, you need your gimmick. You need your niche, right? And mm -hmm. I think Impact is about to be the company of, hey, uh, come to an Impact show. You don't know who you're going to see because hmm. like, oh, hey, an AEW guy could show up. Hey, uh, NWA girl could show up. Hey, a New Japan person could show up. Um, I think that that, if that becomes their niche, actually is awesome. 
because then from pay-per-view to pay-per-view, it's like, okay, yeah, you know, if I go to an impact taping, it'll mainly just be these people. Maybe somebody will show up, but most likely not. But if I go to one of their pay-per-views, oh, somebody's gonna be there, whether they're popping in, whether they're having a match or, you know, anything. And I actually, I, I, I think that's actually kind of cool, man. I actually think that that's a cool gimmick. If you're a fledgling company that can make deals with all these other bigger promotions, yeah, hype up that. It's 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 the same idea if you're an indie company. We're from Memphis. If you're an indie wrestling promotion in Memphis, uh, hell, uh, Memphis Championship Wrestling, uh, I'll give them a plug here. They just had Lance Archer on their uh, weekly syndicated television show here in Memphis, right? Yeah, I um, saw that. Yeah. Yeah, if you're Memphis Championship Wrestling and you can have Lance Archer show up on your show, do it. Why? Because you are a smaller promotion and you are getting a bigger name to come and be like, hey, this promotion isn't so, so bad. You guys should check it out. That's what Impact's doing on a bigger scale. They are on t TV. Yes, they are bigger than Memphis Championship Wrestling. Yes, but they are doing that same idea as, hey, guess what? NWA uh, star Mickey James is here. Uh, AEW slash NWA uh, women's star Thunder Rose is here. Hey, uh, Chelsea Green showing up. You know, all of that. I think that that is a cool idea for a television, a televised wrestling show to do because no one's really doing it. Like, yeah, like AEW has some New Japan people show up and stuff, but not AEW is not doing it to the level that um, Impact is doing it at this moment. And I think it makes Impact stand out. Now, long-term, is it best for the company? I don't know, maybe not. But I do think short-term, it's gonna get some people talking, especially once we get to how they ended the show, it's gonna get some people talking. Um, so I'm gonna hit on two more things and then we'll jump to what I'm sure most people here watch, which is Money in the Bank. Um, uh, so the one person that they did, <laughs> the one person they actually signed was in the Fatal 4-Way for the tag team title. Um, they signed No Way Jose. Um, yeah. I, Ace, oh, what are you, you're, not, you're not too impressed? Ace, Come I, on, I, you've been I, doing I, nothing but hyping up. How great. Tell me about, all the, tell me about the great No Way Jose signing. Uh, Ace, I... I don't like to speak ill of wrestlers, so why don't you tell me what you think of No Way Jose? Uh, exactly. Who? who? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, moving on, everybody. Um, yeah, so the main event... Don't do my man dirty like that, but yeah, who? Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, if you're listening, we know you are. We love you, No Way. It's just... No way. Like, um, I guess the problem... Oh, my God, really? No, I think the problem is just, like, it's hard to get hyped for No Way because his, like, his track record is almost non-existent. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. When they're like, hey, check out who it is, I'm like, okay. And? Yeah. Um... Anyway, but uh, I know there's a few other matches, but we're going to cut straight to the main events. Um, Kenny Omega, Sammy Callahan, and just uh, a quick thing. Ace, I'm sure you heard this too. You've heard Kenny Omega is working injured, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have you heard this? Okay, 
Yeah, I heard about that. I listen. I when I heard that, I'm like, okay, he's going to wrestle less, which he technically has, you know. But man, uh, between the freaking balls to the wall match he had with Jungle Boy, and now this, it's like, I mean, like, how injured are we talking? Or like, how much is this guy just gutting it out and just being like, damn, screw it, I gotta steal the show, so I don't care how bad I'm hurt. Because man, they did crazy hardcore stuff. They brought in like forks to like rake each other's foreheads and bust each other open. Sammy got a pizza cutter and put it in Kenny's mouth and like raked it on his forehead and like in his mouth. Um, there's crazy trash can spots. Um, there's actually one spot I've never seen where, you know how like they always like have the trash can like laying on the ground and they like drop somebody on it so it collapses in. Mm-hmm. He took the trash can to where the trash can lid is off, but the trash can lid side is on the ground. So it's vertical instead of horizontal. And then did like a uh, sidewalk slam to him on top of the trash can. Uh, so hmm. just Al, um, uh, crazy table spots and everything. Um, the ending of the match, whereas this one spot that they did, like, if you use the logic, you're like, yeah, but that one really hurt. But just the visual of it was awesome, in my opinion. And that's that uh, he brought out thumbtacks, right? And so they were trying to drop each mm-hmm. other in thumbtacks. I think at this point he may have, no, no, no one's dropped in the thumbtacks. So Kenny uh, push them off, hits them. <clears throat> With like a chair or something. Then he goes over to the pile of thumbtacks, takes his knee pad, drops it on the thumbtacks and starts rubbing it in there. So like thumbtacks are all on his knee pad, then runs and gives him a V-trick. So it's like, whereas I know the sharp edges of those thumbtacks most likely weren't sticking out, you know? That's just such an awesome visual. Um, then he gra- then tries to pin him, he pops up. So he goes over there, grabs a handful of thumbtacks, shoves them in his mouth, goes against the ropes and gives him another V trigger with thumbtacks in his mouth, then grabs him, picks him up, and does the one wing angel onto thumbtacks and pins him for the win. Um, yeah, that's a brutal match. Just, just a brutal match. Um, I mean, understatement of the century. Yeah. Um, um, but so much fun, so crazy. Uh, and then, and then um, they are, uh, the Good Brothers come out, Don Kalskin's out, they're all celebrating. Uh, and then uh, the lights go out, the Bullet Club symbol flashes on the screen, and then Jay White's music hits. Jay White is currently the Never Open Weight Champion of New Japan. Um, which is now their mid-card title because since they combined the Intercontinental with the heavyweight and the Intercontinental's gone, now the never open weight is basically, uh, you know, the second second tier title. Um, and he comes out, gets in the ring. They all throw up the two sweets. He looks at it, pauses, and before he can do anything, uh, Sammy Callahan and Finn Juice attack them and then uh, Switchblade lays everyone out, and you're left with the question, why is Switchblade here? Now, here's the other reason why I said I was gonna argue with you about the impact thing. 
is because you said like, oh, they're not really getting much out of this and whatnot. I think the reason they're not getting much out of this is because of COVID. Because uh, right, it wasn't when COVID hit, but a little after COVID hit, uh, and after like some of the new, uh, they started New Japan Strong, and some of those guys were around here, Kenta showed up on AEW, right? And they mm-hmm. ended up doing the Kenta versus Moxley match. To me, they've been hyping what they are about to do, apparently in Impact, for a while, because um, when Kenta came here, there after the episode where he like jumped Moxley and then took off the mask and it was Kenta, they did, AEW did a thing just for um, online where it's Kenny Omega running up to Kenta and goes, oh, hey, I didn't know you're supposed to be here, right? But if you pay attention, when he runs up, right before you see Kenny Omega on camera, you hear, Brother Blade didn't tell me you were going to show up. Meaning like he is still in contact with the Bullet Club and that since Switchblade at the time was the pseudo leader, you know, oh, hey, he didn't tell me you were going to show up. So they dropped that back then. And then mm-hmm. w- with this, if you pay really close attention, whenever the Good Brothers and Don Callis, they throw up the two sweet to give to a switchblade, Kenny doesn't throw up the two sweet. Kenny actually is looking very confused at like, what, why are you here? And switchblade is the guy that beat Kenny for the US uh, uh, New Japan uh, title and, sent, and and basically sent Kenny you know, like you are dismissed from the Bullet Club. So I think they're going to build to Kenny versus Jay White at Bound for Glory on Impact. And that's a ridiculous, fun idea of a main event that the guy that was the guy that beat Kenny in New Japan and, and you know, at, and then Kenny left, it's coming back for Kenny. And now it's Kenny's this belt collector but now a guy coming for one of his belts is the last guy to like beat him in a really big match. Plus, plus the uh, teaser video for Bound for Glory. Dude, they said that they uh, were like, oh, Bound for Glory featuring AEW, NWA, AAA, uh, New Japan. Like they're gonna have people from all promotions like Bound for Glory may be ridiculous this year, like in the best way. Mm-hmm. Like if that's your main event and then like you have people from these other companies, uh, you know, it being in matches and stuff, that may be where this thing actually uh, helps impact is if their biggest, what, what is their big pay-per-view this year which is going to be at Las Vegas. So apparently Las Vegas is getting all the major pay-per-views. Um, but if uh, if they're getting all people from all those companies at their biggest event, dude, that thing's going to sell tickets. And that thing's going to sell pay-per-view buys. So that may be the culmination of what it does to help impact. So like this, this partnership, how you're like, that's ah, not really helping them. And I agreed for the longest time. But that may be the culmination. If you have a pay-per-view that's like Kenny and Jay White, and then like a guy from AAA versus your your X Division champion, and then like uh, some ladies from AEW, uh, you know, uh, vying for their women tag titles, 
and then like a woman oh, from no. NWA buying for the Impact Women's title. You know, like if you do something like that, like I don't know, it could be uh, could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> again, I am all for them succeeding. I am not actually one of those ones. Like, I'll tell you this. I'm not a WWE fan in that, like, oh, I hope that they fail because I'm not about that life. Uh, <clears throat> I just I want to see them do better. And I was under the impression that it didn't look like they were doing better. But uh, I mean, it's, it's, in all honesty, it has been up and down. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I don't watch them on a uh, regular, regular basis, but I think the front half of this pay-per-view was okay. The back half was really good. And I think with the ending of the pay-per-view and the um, the uh, video package for what Bound for Glory could be, yeah, uh, it's, it, gives, it gives hope that they may be leading to an actual really big pay-per-view that could be a ton of fun. Okay. But uh, I think it's now your story time to tell me about uh, uh, what I've watched like half of. Story time. Um, so yeah, uh, Money in the Bank was actually pretty decent. I mean, ignoring I the... Shut your mouth. Ignoring the Peacock, uh, you know, crap in itself aspect of everything. Um... The one thing that I'll say was both a good thing and a not as good thing is they had the uh, what am I trying to say? They had the tag team, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship on the pre-show. Now, on the one hand, I feel like that's kind of like, once again, nobody cares about the pre-show. And so, you know, nobody cares about the tag titles. But by the same token, maybe this is WWE trying to like actually be like hey look watch the pre-show you know that kind of thing uh it's not like there's actually stuff that's happening i guess is is almost what i feel like um so the very first match was smackdown tag team titles uh dominic and ray had this weird <laughs> this weird intro yeah um, was it like were they supposed to be rick and morty I I don't know. I was very confused. Uh, what what specifically they were doing? But uh, it it was neat. Uh, it just mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it didn't it didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but they came in. Uh, went back and forth, but the Usos have been on a really hot push lately, uh, so it does not surprise me one little bit that uh, the Usos ended up winning the tag team titles. Even though I rooted for the Mysterios, because I thought, like, hey, you know, they, they gave it to the Mysterios, maybe they'll actually finally, like, get behind the Mysterios. That proved to not be the case. Uh, the Mysterios lost the titles. Uh, and now, now the bloodline has all the titles, 
or all the ones, all the the top titles. They've got the tag team title and they've got the world title. They they, they, um, they were running SmackDown. It's what basically what they're running SmackDown. Uh, mainly because uh, who has the Intercontinental title? Exactly. Uh, it's Apollo. Exactly. Where's he? The Forgotten literally, One. Like I I literally have not seen him. What since like Mania or something? Like <clears throat> he hasn't right. even been on the show in forever. Um, that's that's a title that def- desperately needs some saving. Um, but yeah, that's how they kicked it off was with with a title change on the pre-show. So more power to them. Uh, if they can legitimize it, then by all means. Uh, but yeah, so we got into the first the, pro- the show proper. Uh, as is custom, they did the women's match first. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, in in all honesty, it, I, I I saw this one. I mean, it was just okay. Is it just okay because you didn't like Alexa's entrance because she had a little bit of a new entrance? No, uh, I mean, hasn't she had that music for a while? I don't know. I, I, I didn't like her music. And I think WWE over the last two years has decided they cannot make good music anymore. They ruined Adam Cole's. They gave Kyle O'Reilly terrible music. Alexa's new music is bad. Um, well, sorry, Alexis I'm not going to be that guy, but it's, it's, it's bad. Um, You're definitely being that guy. I am. Uh, and, you know, whatever. <laughs> Uh, but like no, I just thought the match was okay. Um, not hating on the ladies. Uh, just I, I will say this. I will say this. I'm glad it didn't go down like this. But I am glad that for a hot second, it looked like Alexa was just going to be like, "Well, I have powers, so like I'm just going to get the cake." Okay, so what? What I wish they would have did at the beginning of that match when she was like reaching her hand and doing that. I wish they would have started off like and had that belt or that briefcase higher than it normally is, you know? And I wish when she yeah. did that, I wish it would have started to lower and then everyone yeah, would have looked a little like, bit. Yes, have it just lower a little bit, have everyone look up and be like, oh crap, and then have them all just oh. jump Alexa right there. Like, nope. Yeah, like, oh like hell that. no. Like, oh man, I wish it would have moved just a little bit because that would have been great spooky fun. That would have been the type of spooky wrestling magic I can get behind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely would have been would have been funnier to yeah. see it actually move. Uh, I like that Alexa like just didn't move for yeah. uh, for the entirety of everybody's entrances. Uh, yeah. I will. You know what else I was secretly hoping? What? I was secretly hoping that Tamina wasn't going to come out. And they'd be like, oh, I guess we need a replacement. Everyone was hoping that. Everyone, Everyone wanted was that. hoping that. I think we're getting Becky tonight. That would be cool. I, I think we're I getting really Becky. Should have, really not, should have that on a second monitor. Well, think about it. SmackDown was the return of Finn Balor to the main roster. Uh, Money in the Bank, we'll get to that. And then uh, I think tonight will be Becky. Okay. That'd be cool. That is what I think um, is uh, going down. That's what you think's going down. Okay. Uh, yep. Well, we'll see how that works out. Um. Anyway, so we had that first. Uh, oh, what was the what was the match following that? Because I think the match following that was uh, tag titles. 
tag title. Well, oh yeah, no, the tag one, like the SmackDown tag title, that was first. Yeah, and after the women's. Oh yeah, the Raw tag. I forgot they actually did defend the Raw tag title. The Viking Raiders actually looked pretty good. Uh, They actually like. Love the Viking Raiders. I know this is right around the time where you couldn't see it. I believe. Uh, Like I said, I've gone back and watched some, and that's one of the matches that I went back and uh, was able to watch. So I actually got to see. Everyone is okay. Everyone is gushing over uh, Omos. Okay, I'm not knocking him. He's gotten way better. But man, people are acting like he is now like at main event level. I'm like, let's tap the brakes. He's getting better, and I, I, I think, he, I think, dude, it, when he puts it all together uh, with his size, yeah, that's going to be a guy that Vince is going to want to push. But I think he does still need time, you know. Like, and I don't think that's a bad thing to say. I don't think it's knocking the guy to say, hey, he kind of needs time. Yeah, like. They were they were touting uh, at one point. They were like, "Oh yeah, uh, he uh, <laughs> was in his singles debut or something like that, uh, not long ago." And I think when you say that, when you're like, "Oh yeah, he just had his singles debut," you're you, all of a sudden you start realizing, like, "All right, uh, this is exactly why he needs to me a little bit more time because, you know, <laughs> if th- if this is his first you know he finally is first or whatever uh doing singles what did he prove like uh, yeah i can be almost again like in a singles environment and then he goes right back to being tag team who cares so right now until he beats i don't want to say like specifically a main event star but until he beats somebody that i'm like ah yeah now mm-hmm, i got you now i see now until he does something like that, I just I'm not I'm not there yet. You know what I mean? Uh, I guess, if I that makes any sense, like he, he what? I said no. I agree. Like I I want him to be better. I want him to be good. But uh, I'm just I'm not sold yet. So far, right now, he's got a very Goldberg, great Kali uh, attitude of just like he beats people because he's big. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I get that. So, I don't know. Uh, but the bottom line, uh, <coughs> they uh, they retained the, I will say, the, like I said, the Raiders actually put up, like, some effort. Um, so they, they didn't get blown out like it seems to be a lot of the time. Uh, but it definitely could have been better for sure um following that we had let's see what was after the tag after the tag match i believe was uh <clears throat> gosh it it was literally 24 hours ago and my and my brain's blanking um let me pull, let me pull. no no because like i said i'm i'm caught up on almost everything i think next was the women's title match the women's title match, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Did you Which okay, was did you actually anger. watch the playback or did you watch just like highlights? I've watched the playback. No, I was in the middle of watching the playback. Uh, I just didn't have enough time to finish the whole pay-per-view now. Okay. No, so, I, so, yeah. I watched this match. So did you see it was where a banger of at the beginning where somebody in the WWE truck had a panic moment 
Oh, when Charlotte flipped off the crowd? When Charlotte flipped off the crowd and they were just like, oh, cut the feet. Uh, in all, yeah, yeah. And then, and then they pop it back and she's still flipping them off. So it's like, you you, you did nothing. You, you Everyone saw it. Um, which, which that just goes to show you kids, you need to stop freaking out because finger swears is not the same as word swears. We can't I, say I somebody when, that, I saw somebody that said uh, when they blacked out the screen, it messed up the servers and that's why everything went to pot. And I was like, oh, God, that could be right. I could, I could actually see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it was a it, it was a banger of a match. Uh, so freaking good. Um, the ending of the match was great. Um, I loved how the crowd wanted Becky and Charlotte flipped off. Like, I thought that that was great. Charlotte's like, oh no, I'm the bad guy here. Don't sure. chant for someone else before me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, show you, show you a little thingy. Yeah, come get some. Come get that some. That kind of thing. Uh, they actually put on a really good match. Uh, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of submission opportunities. Uh, a lot more than I anticipated because I was like, oh yeah, they'll just do like a like a heel versus sort of heal but not really heal uh like I fully expected this to be a lot more Rhea sided but uh Rhea like right off the bat put some offense in now as for the result I'm still kind of torn on the result so uh, I fear that the reason behind it is because Becky is coming back and they went Becky versus Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, Becky versus Charlotte uh, is the goal. But it, the thing that worries me about that is we've seen that. Yeah, see, that's that's my thing. It's like if I if, listen, I, I here's the reason I think they did it. Charlotte cuts a good promo. And so if you're going to have a Becky come back and have, you know, oh, I challenge you and then have the other person. Because listen, the whole story is can Becky go? Is Becky ready? Um, she's been out for so long. Does she have bring grass? You know, that's the story. So the, the the person that you trust to do those promos is Charlotte, because Charlotte's going to be able to talk all that ish to Becky uh, and basically be like, oh, you could barely keep up with me. You know, before you think you can have a baby sit at home for uh for you know, nine months to a year, and and think you, you can just come back here and win a title. You know, she she can talk all that trash to Becky. Rhea wouldn't have been as good promos, but to me, if you'd have had Rhea versus Charlotte, what was this like for the third month in a row? Because like there was one that was like a double count out, one or or disqualification or something. One Rhea won, and oh, now one Charlotte. That's something I remember. That I'm glad you 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 brought that up. So in the in the Rhea versus uh, Charlotte saga, uh, one of the reasons that they kind of like kind of went back and forth was where that one match they had where Rhea got herself disqualified, right? Yeah. Um, but the problem is <coughs> they did it by saying like she took that like piece of the table and hit her with it. Yeah. yeah. And that's apparently disqualifier. But uh, when she like put. Uh, Rhea in the match when she put Rhea's arm in the metal steps and then tried to hit the steps onto her. Somehow that's not. 
Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Like that's know. just as much as using a weapon. And I remember when I saw that, I was like, what even like, come on now. Uh, I know. But, um, but anyway, but like, me, what we were talking about, like if, if the goal is Becky's coming back at SummerSlam, to me, I would have rather Rhea still been the champion. She beat Charlotte. And then it's like, she's now beat, beat the dominant Charlotte. Now Becky's coming back and you still have that, you know, is Becky up to, uh, you know, there, but then like you have this, but then if you had uh, Rhea beat Charlotte and look dominant, then you're like, okay, but like Charlotte's really good and she couldn't stop this. Becky, you've been out for a year and you think you can hang with Rhea? You know, you would have had this, like this like kind of monster in Rhea and then this Becky coming back, but it's like, but you know, should Becky come back? Because I don't think she should face Rhea, you know, that type of thing. And then, I don't, I just, I think, I think it could, I, I, I think I understand Charlotte's going to be the better promo if that's where they're going. But I think Rhea could have been a more, more like the monster uh, Becky has to topple, you know? Well, and, a, and another thing that makes it to me interesting is something we didn't mention before. When you do Money in the Bank, one of the things you have to consider is, uh, any storylines that you can go like use going forward yes and a prime example of that is uh bless her soul uh we had what what is what is she nikki ash or whatever she's calling herself now no it's um, nikki ash almost that's right uh, nikki ash she's almost a superhero that is right she is almost a superhero not quite almost um, with her winning, I don't see her going after the Raw Championship just because there's no story to tell there. So, more than In likely, honesty, she'll be going after the women's. I don't see her SmackDown either. Well, with SmackDown, you could like it doesn't. The thing with championship matches and and Money in the Bank, it doesn't necessarily have to be you know, a heel cash-in. Uh, spoiler, I think this is one of the few years where we had two face winners. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Normally, because normally the men, say, especially, is quite often... I love Nikki. I think she is awesome. I, I, I'm not... I'm I'm so far she not down. She's done some serious convincing with this, uh, yeah. with this run. But I just, because this character to me, I think what it is, is I think they, uh, WWE thinks when she, once she uh, gave them the idea of a superhero mm -hmm. type gimmick, I think they think they can make all types of money in merch sales with this. And my fear is they're like, yeah, let's just make it gimmick and campy and like kind of gear it to little kids. And if this thing doesn't start like selling merch, they are just going to drop it super fast. And I do not believe that she is going to be a successful fashion. Um, I think she's going to be Otis. I think she's going to be like, they're like, no, 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 kids will get behind this. Then if they don't, they'll be like, uh, uh, change things up, do this, uh, have somebody beat her for the briefcase. Like, I really think that this is going to be a cluster. And I hate that for her because I think she is an awesome talent that is really good and can sell stuff very well 
and you know could be a good character i i just i feel that this is going to fall flat the, i i here's, here's the thing here's the thing <laughs> with nikki she can hold that for for a minute and so yeah. i'm not well, i'm not well. too worried because you can get somebody else on there and then she could come in and take care of it you know what i mean like you get some big you get some big villain and then you have her uh you know finish him off yeah you know what i'm saying there like that's how you work the superhero angle but yeah. uh Anyway, that being said, when we're going back to to Rhea Charlotte, Charlotte makes when you have Charlotte winning, that makes the most sense. Uh, especially, especially if you think uh, if you think like Becky's coming back, because then, boom, immediate storyline. You don't have to build somebody up to Charlotte's level. She can immediately be a champ. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I you don't see have that. to like when you give it to Charlotte, with the exception or the expectation of Becky coming back, you can very easily build like build somebody up to that point. Yeah. Okay. I can get behind that. Um. Long story short, weird. I, I loved Rio. Sad that they've already ended that, but it, it's fine. It made sense. Um, after that, we had uh, the WWE Heavyweight Championship, Bobby v. Uh, v. Kofi. Honestly, I knew what this was going to be from the very beginning. Sadly, I think we all did. Um, this one was destined to be a, a, a blowout from the get-go. Um, I mean, did you, did you end up watching this one as well, or did you miss this one as well? I now I missed this one. So, I, heard I don't think Kofi got any offense in. Really? Yeah, it was it was bad. Um, that, that hurts my heart. Well, I mean, he got like he got some, but like it it was not it was not a lot by any stretch. Uh, Bobby just very much decimated him, and I'm not really sure why. Because like, yeah, okay, fine. If you don't want him to win, you don't want him to win. But like, man, like they really, 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 really made sure that you know they were like, oh yeah, no, Bobby dominates. Um, Bobby, Bobby Smash is basically what he did. They have to. Hey, they did. They uh, allowed Xavier Woods to beat him, so he didn't look super strong. So now they had to have him squash Kofi to get him ready for Goldberg slash uh, Lesnar, whoever it is. Gotta hope. Well, actually, okay, Lesnar's not bad, and like we mentioned earlier, if you want to have. Uh, if you want to have like Big E cash in on him, that makes sense too. Um, but I didn't, I didn't think it needed to be the beating that it was. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't watch it, but I can agree with that. I'm never down for Kofi getting squashed. Especially when you set them up with momentum going forward. Like, you made it look like they were going to do well because they were like, oh, yeah, he dominates, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, sometimes WWE just doesn't know. I don't know. Like, I, I, I just, I, I, if you want to squash a guy on Raw or something, fine. I never like squash match. The only squash match I thought ever served a purpose on a pay-per-view was a Cena Lesnar at SummerSlam because no one saw that coming. Like, no, no one like saw that match and been like, oh, you know what? I think they may be about to let him squash him, you know? And so <laughs> when Lesnar just like destroyed Cena, it was more shock and awe, you know? And it, you know, like built up. I, listen, I didn't love it, but I understand why it built up this now mythos of Lesnar as he is just this ass Another, another really good use of, of a squash match was uh, the debut of The Fiend. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah. When you, have, when you have monsters, it makes sense to to book them in a squash because you need to set that tone like immediately of squashing like these are this is somebody that's not meant to be played with um so a squash match can work but not against you don't squash a former champion for one right off the bat um and for two for two you don't have them have momentum and then squash them yeah, it felt odd. It felt odd. It felt um, really odd. Yeah. But let's get to a match I didn't get to see, but want to hear all about. How was the men's ladder match? That's okay. A lot of people didn't get to see a lot of that match. <laughs> because for the first five plus minutes of it, it was unwatchable. Uh, I think, like, Right when it was starting, when they were hyping it up, it just started going south hard. Uh, even uh, WWE was like, yeah, this isn't going well. Uh, even they were like, my bad. Well, they like they were like, we're sorry, we're working on uh, a fix or whatever. Uh, and then at some point they like tweeted out like, hey, restart your uh, restart your uh, what was it what they call it say they they were like restart your peacock is what they said and I was like this really should have been something that they should have been able to pump like push out a reboot instead of just like hoping that people saw it on Twitter to restart that was my big issue is that they definitely could have done better yeah it's like NBC you're literally a broadcasting company how can you not right? broadcast? Yeah, how do you screw that? I will say that. How do you screw up that bad? Uh, being a uh, being a NBC broadcasting company and you screw up the broadcast that hard. Yeah. Um, that said, the match was 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 good from the get go because there was not one person or whatever that was like. I mean, well, okay. 
uh, an argument could be made. Seth Rollins was definitely the you you're not winning uh, person of the match. Um, but what was really good is Ricochet continues to just go over the top. Um, Ricochet pulled one spot where he jumped off the ladder onto the ropes and then springboarded it into a uh, front flip dive onto everyone outside. Okay, I've seen that. And do you want to know my favorite thing about that? Seth. You know how the Young Bucks gimmick right now is they change their bio like every day on their Twitter page? Mm-hmm. So uh, after that happened, they changed uh, their bio to Ricochet just stole, stole uh, Nick Jackson's springboard spot. <laughs> and I loved it. Of all the people, though, to, like, steal? Yeah. Like, Ricochet is probably the one where you're like, okay, that makes sense. I mean, in all honesty, like, uh, Ricochet's done that spot before, and so has Nick Jackson. I can't remember who did it first, but, like, they both had been doing it in the Indies. Like, somebody may have even done it before them. I just think that that's hilarious that, like, Nick has done that spot before uh, in Gorilla Pro, so that he was just like, yo, Ricochet just stole my spot. I thought that was I, great. Um, <clears throat> I think... Uh... It's funny you say that because my favorite part is when Ricochet did that. The camera panned over to Riddle, who absolutely could have picked the ladder up and started climbing, but just sat there for a second like, whoa. My Riddle's reaction made that so much better. I, I did see a, uh, a gif of that, of Ricochet doing that, and then Riddle just sitting there like with his jaw dropped. Yeah, just I'm like, like I, I'm gonna need a minute. Good use of riddle with that, right? Like, bro. Uh, I also like that at one point Riddle RKO'd three people in a row and then did the Randy Orton like punch in the ground thing. <laughs> nice. So he's he's I'm like, going you know all on them, being best buds. I'm, I'm like, he's trying so hard. God bless. Like, they better not like. This is almost getting into New Day levels where like, please don't. Don't ruin this. I want to see this because that man is trying so hard to impress Randy. Like the man even said like that if he won, he was going to try and win the tag team titles for Randy. Like he doesn't get much better than that. Anyway, um, overall, really good match. Uh, towards the end, <laughs> it looked like Piggy was going to win. And Seth Rollins came up and started, you know, dragging him down. And Big E was just like, all right, cool. And hit him with a big ending from like near the top of the ladder. And I was like, oh, like the big ending on its own already takes a little bit of finesse. So you don't literally like smash them. But this was like some finesse, uh, like on top of it being high up. Um, I was very impressed with that. The, the bigger, I'm going to call it the bigger ending. Um, <laughs> and then Biggie went up and ran and uh, won the case, which <laughs> is what everybody in the pick except me picked, uh, mainly because I was a, a I, who did I pick? 
I don't think I picked. I don't think I picked oh, Shinsei, no. even though I joked that I was going to pick Shinsei. You picked you picked uh, somebody stupid I because picked one. You know, hey, wasn't Owen. the only person in our Pick'em Challenge that picked the winner of that match? What of the men's? Yeah. No, everybody but me <laughs> picked Biggie. Oh, Ron picked Biggie too. Okay, well, Ron. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody got that right, right except or except for me. You were the only it, for in terms of being the only one. Is you uh, banked on the Usos over Mysterio? Nobody else did that. Yeah. But um, no, I just thought like you know Kevin Owens. Like the reason I picked Owens is because it I almost thought that they would put him into this like reluctant like, all right, I'm done. No, 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 no. You're getting a title shot. Ugh. Fine, I'm done. No, no, no. You're gonna qualify for Money in the Bank. And so I thought like it'd be like a. Uh, you know, not uh, here I go again. And he's like, all right, now I'm done. And they're like, no, 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 look, you won money in the bank. That's what I, that's the reason I picked, uh, picked Mr. Kevin Owens. But, um, don't get me wrong. I'd have been fine with Kevin Owens, but my heart right. wanted me to get his first time. I, I was, like I said, very pleasantly surprised and pleased as punch to be wrong and that Biggie won. That being said, can I tell you how I want him to cash in? How do you want him to cash in? So how I want him to cash in is I want tonight on Raw, there's rumors about it, Goldberg to show up, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so SummerSlam, it's Goldberg, Bobby Lashley. And, you know, they're going to have like Roman and Cena and all these good matches. And I want everyone just to be like, oh, woo, woo. Goldberg just keeps coming back. Just go give him the title and Goldberg and burp, 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 right? And so then mm-hmm. at SummerSlam, I don't want Biggie to have a match. Not a match. Or if he does, it's like just something stupid and pointless, right? Like him versus somebody. Um, and then, so I want Bobby Lashley to come out. And you know how everyone jokes that Goldberg just two spears jackhammer, it's over? Mm-hmm. I want Bobby Lashley just to like spear Goldberg and then spear Goldberg again and then like hit his finishing move and pin Goldberg. And so it's like, boom. And then MVP just to get a mic and be like, you know, Bobby Lashley like, didn't even break a sweat to like defeat a Hall of Famer. Like, you know, no one can beat Bo- Bo- Bobby Lashley. Oh, and then I want Big E to come out and then them to have an actual match. And they just swerve everyone by doing Goldberg Lashley, and then it was really to to have a Biggie uh, Bobby. Hmm. That's what I want. I want them to swerve everyone with a Goldberg Bobby Lashley match. You know, I'd be okay with that. And then, of course, Biggie wins. Uh, B has to win, like, because that, <laughs> I think, <laughs> here's the thing. Everyone in the New Day has gotten their dream, uh, except uh, Big E, because Xavier, Xavier hasn't gotten his dream. Xavier wants to be on G4. Okay, I guess so. I'll give it to you. Another thing that I think could be really cool. in the ring, but you know. Yeah. Another thing that I think could be really cool with Big E 
is um, if Big E is one of the people like Rob Van Dam that call their shot way in advance and be really Ooh. cool. Like Big E, like this week on SmackDown, they're basically like, oh, now that you want one, like Money in the Bank, what are you doing? And he goes, I've always, you know, wanted to be heavyweight champion. And this does that. But I also have another dream. And one, one of my brothers in arms was able to do it. And now I want to do it. I'm cashing in at WrestleMania and basically announces right now that, hey, whoever wins the Royal Rumble, whoever they pick, I'm go I'm facing the other champion. Yeah. And so then it's just a build to, okay, Big E is one of the two heavyweight title matches. Who Who's he going to face? And so, like, either that or just have him, no, he doesn't even have to say that. Just have him be like, oh, I'm going to face, you know, somebody at WrestleMania, right? And so then when somebody, like, wins the Rumble, you basically have on each show, like, oh, the Royal Rumble winner is talking to, like, Roman. And then Big E's music hits, and Big E's like, or it could be me. And so then, like, the whole build to Romania is Big E and who wins the Royal Rumble are, are like, basically chalking for who... Who who's facing who? I think that'd be hmm. a good thing that they've never done before. Like have a Money in the Bank briefcase winner and the winner of the Royal Rumble basically being like, "Oh, I want the Raw title. Well, what if I want the Raw title? Fine, I'll take the SmackDown title. Well, what if I want the SmackDown title?" Hmm. Ooh. And so what you do? Here's what you do to really top it all off. You ready? Okay, hit me, bro. Remember how we had the the Becky two belt situation? Yes. <clears throat> you make it where they both are indecisive. Both are indecisive. Both are indecisive. And so Vince or a general manager comes out and goes, "I figured out a solution. At WrestleMania, it's going to be Big E and you know winner of uh, Big E versus winner of <coughs> um, you know the Royal Rumble or whatever." Yeah, and they're all like in the matching play. No, I don't want to have to fight him. I want the champion. And he goes, "I'm not finished." Versus the WWE champion versus the Universal champion, and it's an elimination style. Oh, so a four-way elimination. You winner have a four-way elimination. Okay. Winner take all. Okay, listen. I really think they're going to do Rock and Roman at WrestleMania that year. But if they don't do Rock Roman for the Universal Championship, that would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, because here's the thing, because if you do that, if you do that, I don't, listen, I don't think they will, but if you did that, um, yeah, that would be another thing that you could have Roman win, and then he solidifies that he is, quote, unquote, the head of the table. But... If you wanted to make Big E as big of a deal as possible, that's it. You have a fatal four-way. It comes down to Roman and Big E. Big E wins, and not and he is not just a heavyweight champion, not just both heavyweight champions, but the one that ends Roman's over a year run. Because mm-hmm, if Roman mm-hmm. is in this situation, I would I would keep Roman the champ till then. That way. It's like Biggie literally is both belts, and you know, like I said, you come down to him and Roman, and like so he he is the one to topple Roman's 
year and a half, however long it would be run. And not only that, he is now champions of both shows. He is 100% the face of the company. Yep. Uh, yeah. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Like, I was just going for, you know, they bounce back and forth. Maybe you end up with, like, if you do Roman Rock, you end up doing, like, a three-way with the Royal Rumble winner, the Money in the Bank, and the champion for the other belt. But Mm -hmm. I don't hate your idea. I don't hate it. It would be different. It would give you the two-belt situation. And here's the thing. If you're just like, oh, we really don't want to... If you really don't want to break out the, uh, you know, you don't want to break up the the two belt dynasty, you know, like you don't want that just because you like the fact that each one has a heavyweight title. I'm sure there's some shenanigans you could pull where like they simul win, but they're like, well, who wins what? And then they figure out a way to like see who claims what title. That way, again, you don't have like dual world titles. Uh, yeah. You can make something work, but that's just like you know a backup like uh we don't know if we want to commit that hard like situation i personally won't you know two titles call it a day but uh anywho all that said we are now on the main event edge versus uh versus roman and we need to be quick because we was the take main- how was the main event ace very very good because for most of it they were just going back and forth back and forth back and forth and you knew they couldn't do too much because this wasn't a triple threat like at Wrestlemania when they met so you could get countered out you could get disqualified and so they fought back and forth fought back and forth uh, there was a moment where like Roman looked like he was gonna gonna finally tap to just a standard cross face from Edge. Um, <coughs> Edge also at one point gave Roman a very vicious, like, what you think about that slap, which I, I personally enjoyed. <laughs> but at some point, at some point, Roman Reigns Superman punched Roman, or Roman Reigns Superman punched Edge, and in the process, uh, Edge need the ref in the, the head, and the ref got knocked out. Uh, And so, of course, well, of course. And so Roman goes and gets his little chair metal thing. Thinks he's going to use it on Edge. Edge turns around, spears him, and puts him in that cross face with the metal bar that he keeps doing. Well, of course, the Usos come out, and they're fitting to help, you know. Not the Usos. Oh. Well, surprisingly, Mysterio came out and beat him off. Yeah, yeah, Joe, 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 Joe Ray and Little Ray. So I was like, I'm glad that they kept that consistency. That even though they lost the titles, they still were like, we had, we got Edge's back. Yeah, we still got beef. Yeah. And then so they were like, cool. You know, now he's got nothing in his way. <clears throat> All he needs to do is just tear, tear Roman a new one and win. Yeah, and then Seth Rollins showed up. Who? Wait, what? Oh no, Seth Rollins. Oh. Who earlier after losing had said whoever wins I'm next decided eh, I'm next. just gonna come out there now oh oh now okay oh did he have a wait he didn't win the briefcase so we can't catch him what is he doing there Ace uh he's just beating up on Edge because he doesn't like oh. Edge because 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did, did, did they get back? Like, were they like two thirds shield? No. So that was what was strange is he beat up on Edge for a little bit and he looked at Roman and was like, yeah, that's right. I saved you. See what I did? Almost as if he was kind of trying to convince him, like, look, you're going to win. You need to make me your next person because, look, I got you. I saved you. You would have not had the title if it wasn't for me. And then it just popped up and started beating the crap out of him. Uh, Roman just keeps looking at this situation like, what is going on here? So he beats up Seth and <coughs> Seth runs off. Edge gets back in the ring. They kind of do the punch, Superman punch, Spears, Superman punch, you know, kind of trade and blows thing. And uh, a ref comes out <coughs> just almost not quite in the nick of time, unfortunately. Two count, Edge just starts to go, and so Edge gets set up to hit him with a spear and finish it. And Seth Rollins comes out again and distracts Edge because you know people in WWE have the attention span of a, a fly. Distracts Edge, <coughs> Roman Superman punches him or spears him. I don't remember. They're interchangeable at this point, and he ends up winning. He beats Edge, and everyone was like, "Oh, good." Great, I, Roman won again. Um, and so, I think the funniest thing is around this time, my wife had come home, and so I'm watching it, and you, he, uh, Roman, like motions for a microphone. I'm like, oh look, you, they're gonna give him a microphone. And he's gonna say something stupid like, you know, acknowledge me or something stupid like that. And sure enough, <laughs> he gets the mic and just goes, "Now you can acknowledge me." And I was just like, oh, wow, look, shocking that <laughs> he said exactly what he always says. And then who should appear? Did the, lights go Did the lights go out? No lights went out. But some the, lights out. the show went on air after that, right? Just because we all have to acknowledge him and they want to leave us with the acknowledgement of acknowledging him, right? Well, someone came out and acknowledged him, all right. Of oh. all people. Uh, John Cena shows up. Are you trying to tell me his time is now? His time was right then and there. Yeah, that's for dang sure. Um, he came out. <laughs> this is the only part that I thought was done. Comes out, gets it, you know, jumps around the ring a little bit and gets in Roman's face like he's fixing to say something and then just does the you can't see me. And goes right back to, you know, amping up at the crowd and everything. Never says a word. And somehow Roman's just like, okay. <coughs> and that was it. That was that was the entire, the entirety of him showing up. As he showed up, you can't see me, uh, Roman. And that was that. Uh, supposedly right now, he's going to be on Raw. I really he's should have it open. Do what? He's already shown up on Raw. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hey for anyone listening to this Wednesday, you already know he's shown up on Raw. Apparently, him and Matt Riddle are best friends. Well, um, I believe that. Yeah, like the opening segment was like him and Matt Riddle goofing off, and apparently he called Roman Reigns an a hole. I believe it. And so, yeah, we're just building that SummerSlam match. And okay. <laughs> Another thing, since we're talking about this before we go off the air. 
Yeah. Becky, which then made Becky just tweet at out uh, at home breastfeeding, and I'm still the most over woman in the division. Um, and then she changed her like at like you know like what place you're at like state or whatever to at uh, forever in Charlotte's head. <laughs> I love Becky uh, so much. Becky, Becky's such a treat. She really is. She like oh. that's what's funny is like you said or like she even said she's not even there and she's still over. Yeah. No, here's the thing. She says she's the most over woman in the division. Guys, let's be honest. With the amount that people know that she is obviously training and stuff, and like she's coming back soon-ish, you know, sometime. Um, dude, when she comes back, everyone talked last night about man that pop for Cena, man that hot edge came out. When Becky just shows up on Raw, or SmackDown, SummerSlam. I, I still say Becky is not having a match at SummerSlam. She's just showing up there. I truly yeah, believe starting, starting that uh, process. Yes, I truly believe that Charlotte will win a match at SummerSlam and Becky's music will hit. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, they they may want Becky in a match, so she may if let, let me put it this way. If she doesn't show up by the end of the night tonight, I don't think she's going to show up till SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say that. Um, but when that music hits, I think like because I've seen so many people like show like the Edge returning at Royal Rumble pop, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, when do you think we'll ever get a pop this loud?" And the first thing that popped in my head when I saw that, that uh, uh, somebody posted on Twitter was, "When Becky comes back, when Becky comes back, you will get a pop that loud," because. Whether you, people want to admit it or not, Becky is the closest thing to Stone Cold, John Cena, The Rock that we have right now. She is the closest yeah. thing we have um, because she is universally loved. She just has that swagger that just makes you want to pull for her. And she has that Stone Cold had the, what crazy stuff is he going to put Vince through, you know? And like, that was the fun thing to watch. The Rock was what crazy stuff is he going to say on the mic? Becky is, what are they going to allow her to do on Twitter? Because she does so much stuff on Twitter that it's like, some of that, you know, when she did it before she got over, over some of that, you know, the company was like, hey, can can you just stop? You just not. Um, And I think because of that, it now has made her promos better. And I think she is the closest that we have to those type of characters. And I think whenever yeah. she comes back, it, it's a, dude, I think everyone's going to lose their flipping minds. And I think if she can keep this roller coaster going, I think if The Rock comes back, The Rock and uh, Roman will main event WrestleMania, what is it, 38 this coming year? Um, uh, yeah. But, but if if The Rock does not come back and she can keep like the fans wanting to see her this badly, I don't see how Becky doesn't main event WrestleMania 38. Oh, um, for sure. If, if, if The Rock's there, yeah, The Rock's going to main event. It's, it's just going to happen. If The Rock, for whatever reason, uh, movie schedules, money, what, whatever it is, they can't get it done, but he's like, hey, I'll show up. I'm just not wrestling. Um, 
Yeah, Becky's main eventing that thing. Becky's main eventing that thing. Because I've already heard rumors that Rock may show up, but like because of injuries, they may not be able to do Roman Rock. So they may do like split up the Usos and do like Roman and one of the Usos versus the Rock and one of the Usos, which would be okay, I guess. But to me, if you do that match, if you do Roman and a Uso and Rock and an Uso, I mean, that shouldn't, I don't think that should main event WrestleMania. I think, I think if you're just oh, yeah, doing sure. tag match, I think you need to, I think you need to put Becky on last. You absolutely need Becky on last. Uh, just because like the hype alone. Yeah. Like I said, like if it's Rock Roman one on one, yeah, I get you put that on last. If it's not Rock Roman one on one, uh, I think you find a dance partner for Becky that you can, you know, do some a big big hype up. And I I think I think you, you lean on Becky. Hmm. I can get behind that. Um well, that's going to be our show. I think we've covered literally everything physically possible. Uh, yeah. We need to go now catch up on, on Raw and see what's going down on Raw. Uh, any final thoughts? Um, you know what? We haven't told the people to brush their teeth, uh, wash their hands, wash behind their ears, behind their knees. Uh, wash your feet every once in a while. It, it, whether or not you think it, your feet stank. Um, so just make sure to do a little scrubbing there. Um, if you're not vaccinated yet, get that vaccine. Uh, we all want to go watch wrestling. And uh, some people, uh, not going to name names, the people on this podcast, live in a state that you know, doesn't want to get that shot. Just get that shot. Just get that shot. Yeah. If, I mean, like... I understand people have reservations. Uh, do your research, people. The, the research is out there. Uh, so, you know, make make informed decisions so we can all uh, boo Brock Lesnar in person. I don't know. Uh, <coughs> to each their own, I would say to that. Uh, we all want to, hey, hey, we all want to be there when Becky comes back. So how about... Do it for Becky, guys. That's all I'm saying. Do it for Becky. Do it for Becky. Do it so do it so Becky can come back. That's right. Yeah, I have a rumor that Becky's like, oh man, until this country gets X amount percent vaccinated, I ain't going back to wrestling. And so, I mean, guys, do it for Becky. I know Ace just said being informed. You know what I'm saying? Don't be informed. Just say, just go to your nurse and be like, I need that shot. And they say, which one? Say, I don't care. Becky told me to do it. See what they say to that. Yeah, see what they say to that. Just after, hey, listen, they, they may have some follow-up questions and, you know, you have to take it from there. I can't hold your hand through this experience. But if they have no follow-up questions, then you know you've met a friend for life. Absolutely. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Uh, go watch wrestling. It's It's good on all of them. It's getting better. The stars are coming back. The fans are back. Go watch wrestling. Uh, in the meantime, uh, is that where we're ending? Make sure that you're following us on all of our social medias, including Twitter at Quick Pop Cast, Facebook at the Quick Pop Podcast, and Instagram as well at the Quick Pop Podcast. 
Any of those are great ways to reach out to the host of the show, and we'd love to talk to you as well. We are constantly speaking on current events and would love to hear your opinions on stuff too. So get in touch with us today.